0: You're listening to the Seven Peer Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders, entrepreneurs, and startups fill gaps, streamline operations, and drive success across the seven peers of business. Really quick before we dive into this week's episode, a lot of you haven't yet hit the follow button on your podcast listening platform of choice, and so if you've ever enjoyed this podcast, we have a request. Please go hit the follow button. It helps the show more than you know, and the more exposure we have, the more people we can share these dynamic insights and stories with. Now, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode.
1: Alright, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the 7 Pier Podcast. We're really excited to have our guest today as today's topic is gonna be tech for good. This is really an interesting one because we wanna dive deep into different companies and different types of programs that they're doing as they're trying to change the landscape of how you use technology for other types of means. So in today's episode, we're gonna be talking to somebody, Aaron will give you a little more information about that in a minute, but really the goal of today is to understand how technology can help manage volunteer programs. So I'm your host, Anthony Rattoli. With me is my co-host, Aaron Davis. And, you know, Aaron, I don't know if I told you guys this. A couple of weeks ago, I actually volunteered um, at a Renaissance Fair. I was actually there as a jouster. So, you know, in essence, I was a freelancer.
0: Oh, my goodness. Here we go. (laughs) So, you know,
1: every once in a while, you've got to get out there and do some volunteer programs, right? And so I figured I'd try something different. So, you know, here I am today, you know, working with you guys, and we're talking about volunteer programs. And it was just a small world. I happened to do that, you know, a couple weeks ago. So, You know, what I'm really excited about, though, today is to learn more about this organization and what they're trying to do and really what the end result of these programs are. This idea of bringing technology into different areas is really an important one. We hear about all of these, you know, fancy different technology, SaaS companies and everything else, but there's other reasons to build software as a service companies. And, you know, in this case, we've got a really cool story today uh, today to tell. So Aaron, why don't we tell, uh, you know, the audience a little bit of who we have with us today?
0: Absolutely. Let's jump into it. I am really excited to introduce to everyone Amy Gardiner, who is the co-founder of Givefinity, which if you're unfamiliar with that, they are a volunteer tracking software platform that makes volunteer tracking easy. She has a long history of volunteering and serving others, especially via the boards for the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, Carrie Ballet Company, and Young Life. Amy's career has spanned from here in North Carolina all the way over to Silicon Valley and mix all of that with her passion for inspiring others to give back as well as her two daughter's needs for tracking their volunteer hours to get into college and Gaffinity was born. So Amy, welcome to the Seven Peer Podcast.
1: Welcome Amy. Hey, how are you?
2: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this.
1: Yeah, we're excited to have you. I think, uh, you know, the story that you're going to tell today and we're going to talk a little bit about is, you know, I think Aaron kind of hit on a point there that I want to touch on, which is about how this came about. But we'll get to that in a minute. You know, before we jump into the conversation, you know, Aaron or I usually throw out the little icebreaker question just to try to get out there. So, Aaron, did you have one for Amy today just to uh, to see what you might be interested in?
0: I do. And it's a big one. So get ready if you could instantly become an expert in any field or subject, whatever you can think of any field or subject, what would it be? And how would you plan to use your expertise, turning into a superhuman, Amy?
2: Wow, that is a tricky one, because I'm like, Oh, personal, professional, all the things. Um, But I'll go with, if I could be an expert instantaneously, I would love to be able to know all I could about the medical field and I would love to be able to go and help people around the world that don't have access to that
1: uh, that's very cool I mean I think that's that's one of the things where you know I could definitely see how that could be helpful just in even some everyday you know type of experiences yep. I get those questions all the time. I'm like, Hey, your you know, your daughter's ankle looks a little swollen. Can you look at it? I'm like, I'm not a doctor,
2: <laughs> like, yeah. you
1: know, and sometimes I don't have patients either. Um, you know, so it really depends, um, you know, on, you know, what it is to do that. But yeah, that'd be interesting just to have that kind of knowledge in your head and just being able to diagnose, help, you know move things forward. It seems to connect a little bit to what your background is from the volunteering program. So I can see how these two dots connect there about where you could be an expert and start to lend that in a resource. So that's a cool choice. I mean, I think that's, you know, one of those things where Amy, right? Like you start to understand how to do those things. You can connect some dots, help people. That's really cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. All right. So, Amy, let's go into the heart of our discussion. Right. So there is a ton of things that we want to talk about today. You know, and as I mentioned just a few minutes ago, Aaron stated in your bio of how this seemingly potentially came to bear this idea of Givefinity, you know, your company where you're the CEO and co-founder uh, has some background to your experience, which is typically how some of these brainchilds, you know, happen. But what I want to really understand is there was a little bit of a mention of trying to track hours for your children, your daughters. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about the aha moment. Well, like what inspired you to create it? How do you, and then how is this simplifying volunteering, right? I, I understand some of the problems and things that are out there for it, but give it to me a little bit like when the light bulb went on, what actually happened?
2: Yeah. So, you know, it was one of those ideas that was born around our dinner table one evening. So we have two teenage daughters. Um, At the time, one was a freshman in high school. And, you know, as we raised our daughters, we really wanted them to have um, a feeling of giving back. So we encouraged them to volunteer in different ways. And so that morphed into high school. She got real involved in Key Club and some of those organizations that require you to um, volunteer. It's a current archaic process. It's pen and paper, which is what I did decades ago as well to track my volunteer time. So she's sitting at the table, and one of her friends had, they needed 20 hours. Her friend had the 18 hours. It was a week before they were due. And another component of that tracking for school purposes is usually having a a signature where it validates it, where your volunteer supervisor can say, yes, in fact, you were there when you said, and her friend lost her paper. And so there might've been some tears and what's going to happen and I'm going to get kicked out and all the things. And my husband and I kind of like just paused and he comes from a tech background and simultaneous to this, she was tracking her hours for driving on an app. And he was like, So, you can track your hours on an app, but you can't track your volunteer time on an app. Hmm. And then, kind of where I have had a lot of experience um, in nonprofits and managed a lot of volunteers and been on the other side, I was like, well, there's not even just the tracking piece for personal. Use um, in this case for high school students, but there's also a whole other side. These teachers are tracking it collectively. How can we make it easier? You know, these teachers are sitting there, and it takes them about 15 20 minutes to enter each form for these students. So you multiply that by hundreds, and they're losing a lot of time. And so that's where Gaffinity came about, where we replaced the pen and paper with a mobile app. Rarely is a team going to forget their phone, like they might forget a piece of paper or lose that, but they they hold to that phone a little bit more tightly. Um, And so then the beauty of that app is um, for schools and organizations that have paid for the software platform, it automatically gets fed into that. So where you've spent hundreds of hours entering in um, that time, you just log into your Giffinity dashboard and you can see all your students or volunteers if they're adults in the case of nonprofits other cars I mean. right there
1: Sometimes, right, it's just those simple conversations when things happen to your point around the dinner table where these ideas get born. You know, one of the interesting things is, is like, you know, literally you could have been the back of the napkin right there, you know, at the dinner table, you know, drawing and sketching this out. There were two things in there that I thought were really interesting that you just said. You know, obviously, one is, yes, um, our children are not without their phone for more than 30 seconds. If they are, you know, they're running around looking for them. Right. So I think that's really cool. Right. Really key to your point. I mean also done the app for driving and things like that completely understand that process right and it does completely make sense but the other side of that which i think is something to pull you know out on a little bit was the the educator administrator side you know of that the other side is like we you know in essence would rather have our students doing that work but the teachers not having to do double the work so it's one it's one thing right when you have one student that's filling out or one volunteer that's filling it out but when you have to do 100 on the back end You know, or more than that, the amount of time it would take in in this case, right, the example out of the classroom is probably significant, right? And, you know, they should be teaching and educating and helping the students move through their progression as opposed to spending all of this time after hours, right? And, you know, you got to give it out to your educators out that are out there and administrators. This is what they should be doing. That is their passion. That is their mission. It's not doing more paperwork. Um, So really interesting, you know, of how kind of these two worlds collide, if you will, right, to really help that back end process that can be cumbersome. And this is really where good ideas are born. Typically, it's the automation of some manual paper based process where, you know, in this case, You know, there's a big return on investment as you're giving time back to the teacher, right? And to the educator, which I think is pretty cool, uh, you know, as a part of this. Because, you know, technology, obviously, as we know, is in everything we do. Uh, So obviously, I can see how these pieces came together. I can see where this could be more than just the education, you know, side of this, too. Uh, Volunteer programs, and, you know, we were just talking about this yesterday. Uh, volunteer programs and volunteerism is becoming actually a very big thing. Aaron and I were just having a conversation about this and it's not right. Just with our students, um, same thing. High school are dealing with the same type of program. So completely understand it, but it's going to go with them throughout their life, right? To your point of if you're building that into them early. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I, when I look at it, you know, kind of going into my next question for you is, you know, this is a great kind of pay it forward mission, that you're building as well, because you're building it into the the, the student, the child's DNA, um, for giving back. You know, how do you see the technology really empowering this next generation to engage in philanthropy, community service? You know, and obviously, you know, using the tool potentially, you know, throughout their life cycle.
2: Yes, you know, what, I, I am always, I feel like teenagers get a bad rap. But I am always, when I spend time with them and getting to know them, I'm also really inspired by them because I think that this generation looks at things differently. They really, um, I had the pleasure of being with a college panel of graduates uh, a couple months ago. And when they're looking for jobs, they're looking for companies that are making a difference, that are kind of putting um, not just a line on their website that says, hey, we give back, but they're asking the questions, how do you give back? And so I think that's where technology can really come into play and quantify the giving back that's happening. And I think that um, because there is an addiction to phones, they they have their phones and they they're fact checking things all the time and they're validating it and they're researching it. And so um, as students that are having that holistic education of volunteering and giving back, that's going to carry over into their corporate life. And so I think that the more we can do to track it, there's a lot of really great Things happening with the B Corps movement. Yeah. Um, and so I think that technology is going to um, really be able to articulate the difference that people are making, and that is going to attract um, students that want to work for companies yeah. that are giving back. It's going to, um, it's going to change the game.
1: How, you know, on that kind of thread, right, when you think about just the companies and, you know, the volunteer programs and stuff, you know, what are some of the things that you think today's, you know, generation, and I think you're right that, you know, it is, they are looking things in a way in which a lot of us have not, just like when we were in our generation, we were looking at things a different and they're looking at it another way. But how do they, you know, how do these companies, how do these volunteer programs get the interest level up right for those that want to come work for them it's one thing to say that you're going to do those things you know it's another thing to actually deliver on them having lived in kind of both sides of this world in your past you know what are some of the things you think would be advice right for organizations out there that are trying to attract those type of student employees at some point but also like how do you you know there are lots of different volunteer programs and I've had the Luxury in my past lives actually pulling together a lot of that. We've always pushed and promoted that. But, you know, how do you get the attention of the right organization so that it becomes like a multi-way street, right? This isn't a one-way street. It's got to be a multi-way street. Any, Any advice or thoughts around that?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um, You know, I think that a lot in in talking to um, different organizations and corporations, I think that typically, um, as they're starting out, the employees themselves have different kind of passion projects or things that they're interested in. And so I think some companies lean towards more environmental causes, and other ones really want to pour into youth, others are into arts advocacy, and that sort of thing. And so I think, if the organizations kind of look from within and then they can kind of build a program and then they can market it, they can say, okay. uh, And that's where something like affinity, where you can say we have 60% of our employees that are giving back at Habitat for Humanity for, 500 hours a year and that sort of thing. So if they're able to articulate what they're doing, where they're doing it, how they're doing it, then I think that is going to be how they can attract students or other adults to be a part of their their, their business.
1: Uh, I think that's pretty cool because there's, you know, in essence, right, this becomes, it's the multi-sided marketplace, right? That mm-hmm. this, you know, the platform becomes, and, and not just the platform, just in general, the platform, right, of, mm-hmm. you know, what the volunteer programs and doing things, because there are initiatives even, you know, in my past in companies and, you know, Aaron's, you know, familiar with these, we had all new employees actually have to donate some time coming in to the organization to knew that that was part of our DNA and culture, Um, Was that it was going to be giving back and we, you know, didn't necessarily put it on you to have to go do it afterwards, but we obviously were highly encouraging, you know, those types of things. And, you know, I think to your point, right, whether it's a Habitat for Humanity or, you know, or whatever your different charity or things that you want to go work for, because that's your interest environmental, you know, etc. Those are pretty cool things where I think you put them all together, right? And then you actually have built a way for it to become real easy for people to do things as opposed to, I've got to go look at a website, I've got to fill out a form, you know, and doing the things that you're doing. Because, you know, again, technology, right, is a catalyst for a lot of things to streamline process, um, and, you know, process is a very big thing that a lot of people really don't necessarily look at, but when you don't have it, it takes a lot of time.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. So.
2: And I think, I think tracking things also, um, gives accountability to people mm-hmm. so that, um, people feel like, you know, it, oftentimes in organizations, it's like, oh, there's 20% that's doing, all the work and that sort of thing. And so if you're tracking who's giving back and how they're giving back so that it's not just, Oh, like I'm going on a vacation to Costa Rica to help out, but I'm really like, I am really serving food or I'm helping administer shots or you know whatever yeah, yeah. the cause may be that there is that accountability that that volunteer time is being used yeah way. we got to get you
1: that medical training you want you're see you're giving shots now you know to yeah yeah you trained so you can do that part too yeah. yeah but yeah yeah I think you're right I think it's it is that whole full circle right type of environment that I don't think everybody thinks of all of the nuance right that goes with trying to do that as opposed to like truly understanding you know the different sides of the equation that it takes to do this. Look, it's, you know, the same, right? It's a community. It takes a village. It does all of those things. But being able to try to simplify some of that, especially as you see the generational change, who are more in tune with, you know, doing those things, it's, it's, you know, a pretty cool idea, but, you know, you're going into kind of where, this makes me think is like you're putting technology now in people's hands, you're putting technology in educators hands, you're putting technology in students hands, you know, you're streamlining the whole management, you know, about all of this. And you know, with that comes this idea, right, of what Givefinity is, you know, so I could see this, you know, beyond education, right, you know, yes, this might be the catalyst point, you know, for where it was born, and it was, you know, driven from, like I said earlier. But give me an example of some of the kind of the success stories, customer stories, highlights. What are like what are they saying? Like what's the impact that Confinity's bringing right to the organizations that you're working, you know, whether it's education or something else, because I think there's a big impact story here that we haven't pulled out yet. And I, I'm kind of yeah. curious just to hear a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So the first one um, happened recently a couple weeks ago. Um, We were talking to a school and we were onboarding their students and um, we were talking to the headmaster um, at the end and they were so excited because they were like, so this is what happened to us last year. We got our papers two weeks before graduation. We require everybody to have 50 hours of volunteer time before they graduate. And we realized eight of our students had only done two hours and they had two weeks to get it done. And they were." And we hold steadfast to that. And so you can imagine um, the students panic and their parents panic. So now the school has parents like, you're going to hold my child from graduating? And they're like, yes, because this has been the way that we do things and we didn't know until now when your child turned in their paper that they were so far behind so it caused a tremendous amount of stress for those two weeks to get the volunteer time in and that sort of thing and so they were like we will know in real time who's lagging and we can mm-hmm. kind of help them along the way um, to make sure that they don't have that panic at the end so that felt like oh that's going to be a that, the end of the school year this year will be different because they're using Gifinity and hopefully less stressful. On I
1: mean, all that's, a, that's a game changer right there like i want to i want to call attention to that because that i think is when you can do things with real-time data as opposed to you know the lag Lag indicators where it's already too late. Like to that point, I can see you know <laughs> having high schoolers and you know knowing what that's all about. Like to know that they might not be moving on from this to that. You know, not only is it stress on the child, right? It's stress on the whole family of you know what it's going to take, running around trying to figure out how to get all that done. And then look, if you know, maybe they did do the hours. They just had them have them logged. And you made a point earlier about the dinner table conversation, which really sparks the well. Now I got to get this signed off. Like well who's signing it right at that point and not a day before you know because who knows they might be on vacation they're off doing something else Mm -hmm. this is you know the typical story that happens in a lot of technology of like hey i need to get that thing signed and oh they're gone for two weeks Um, you know so i could definitely see how that in itself like i think that is a microcosm of the piece of what Sol, like this product and Giffinity as a platform solves was not having those stress factors on every other piece of the sides of the equation. Like I said, this is a multi-sided yeah. equation, and I could see how the headmasters would also not want to be delivering the news that right. your, your kid's not going to graduate <laughs> because they didn't do whatever their requirement was, right? And sometimes it's not to the fault of the child, right? It's the fault of just maybe miscommunication they didn't understand and that's okay. Um, But I can see how the tool, right, in data in real time could alert you, right? On both sides of, hey, you know, if you're the one that's running the program, hey, go talk to student XYZ, we got to get their hours in.
2: Yes. So,
1: yeah, I think- Nobody
2: wants to have that conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean I think accountability, you know, obviously when you go through school and, and you come out, right, there's a different sense of accountability. So right yeah, if you're learning that at an earlier stage, it really helps set the tone for what it's like to go into work life, right? Into post you know, college life, post you know, high school life, because at every every shift, right, it's a different level of thing that they're going to need. So when you're going to high school to college, college to, you know, the work you know, force, et cetera. Um, there's that accountability level that changes. So, you know, the fact that this is starting to help set that a little bit earlier that, you know, you are accountable for the things that you need to do at every level, right, is setting up good humans, you Mm -hmm. know, as well. And, you know, I think that's a really important piece, you know, of all of this. It's about humanity. It's about making sure that everything is being you know, covered that way. So that's pretty cool. Uh, so I think that's a really good story, you know, to understand where the dynamics could lie right on both sides of the equation, I, you know, to your comment, like nobody wants to have that discussion.
2: No, no. Yeah
1: you know so this was really really informative i think just you know we've been talking here for 20 30 minutes and these have been some really cool insights about just what you guys are trying to do and you know as we start to look at you know stories and things that are important i think this is you know tech for good is really something that we've got to get out there a little more you mentioned the you know the b corp movement I'm actually seeing and hearing more of that now in a lot of the organizations that I work with um, as people are starting to think through how to solve those problems that, you know, could be done in a lot of different ways. And, you know, in giving back and, and that kind of stuff, you know, and, you know, in spirit of kind of our themes, you know, for the podcast and make any conversational and fun and telling jokes, I'm not going to ask you to tell a joke. Okay, okay, okay.
2: You'll have to have me on another time. I'll be prepared. Next
1: time I'm going to have to have you bring one, you know, but, you know, there, there's lots of different things, you know, I look at from personal and professional goals, right? You gave us kind of a personal idea earlier, you know, but let's, you know, from the Givefinity, you know, side of things, what, you know, what is the thing that you're striving for kind of in the near future as a part of Givefinity and that professional goal that you're trying to achieve as you're building this company and as you're starting to grow it and you're starting to bring bring on clients, you know, what's a what's a goal for the company that you have here in the near future?
2: Yeah, I, I would say that as You know, as it takes a lot of time to to build the company, but I think we want to instill the values that we're encouraging our customers to have within our business. Like how is Giffinity as an entity giving back as well? Because we want that generosity to be spread through the organization, not just our clients. So we want to be living out what we're doing as well.
1: Okay, cool. No, I, I think that's a great, you know, value, right, for both sides of this is build the value across the culture. Right. And then obviously you breed the culture that you want it to be. Um, So, yeah, that's really cool. All
0: right. Well, Amy, as we're wrapping up the episode here, uh, please tell us and everybody, our listeners out there, where can you be connected with? How can people learn more about what you're doing, your work and all the awesome things happening over at Gaffinity?
2: Yes, we try to be easily reachable. So um, our website um, is The Easiest Way, gfinity.com and that would have all the links to where we are on social. You can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Um, I'm not cool enough to be on TikTok, so you cannot <laughs> find us there yet. But
1: Well, then we might have to get some of the kids to help you out with that.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Uh, this was great I, you know before we wrap up you know I wanted to first thank you you know for taking the time you know with us today and sharing the valuable insights you've had you know the experience how this all came together you know it's it really is an important topic and we don't see and hear and talk about these things enough and you know having a discussion about how to basically stay connected right in a different way right this is this is about connection It's about being present it's about helping you know it's about doing all those things so you know if there's you know one takeaway before we leave here you know you mentioned that you want to breed this culture but i want to ask it you know uh, again what is that one thing right if anybody can take away about what Givefinity is trying to do like what's the one thing they want to really just the culture i think is an important one but i think there's another way to connect Right, so you've had this both sides of your equation, but um, how do they? How do you encourage people? Right? How do you encourage them to connect, to explore, to go innovate, to go volunteer? Like, what's the one thing that they can do to go pay it forward right now?
2: Oh, like right now. I mean, I I think yeah. you just think about what you enjoy doing and like what brings joy in your life and you find a way to give that back. So that might be, hey, you know what? I really love kids. And so go volunteer at your elementary school. You know, we all take a lunch break, right? And so that school would love for you to come in and read to kids or help them learn how to read. Or, you know what? Maybe your week's so busy, but on the weekends, you can go. You love sports. There are youth organizations all over the place that are looking um, for people that can give back and be coaches and referees and all that sort of thing. So I think it's so personal, but there's no, it doesn't, sometimes we think about giving back and it has to be so big. And if we're not going to do it big, then we're not going to do it at all. But there's little ways Um, donating clothes that you're not using anymore, you know, taking the time to the stuff that you're not using it, give it to somebody else who would find treasure in that. So um, I think don't underestimate the small things that we can do, Um, throughout our daily rhythms or weekly rhythms or whatnot. All of all those little things matter just as much as the big the big ways that people give back as well.
1: Okay, cool. I mean, I, that's that's awesome because I think that's really good advice, right? Just to help people encourage for how can they do things like a little a little adds up to a lot, right? And mm-hmm. if everybody's doing a little, you know, it becomes a lot. And you know, this is where you know if you keep exploring, you keep innovating, you keep volunteering, you keep paying it forward. We can you know all start to change things a little bit at a time. And you know, you're seeing it in today's kind of generation that's coming through and staying connected. So I appreciate your yeah. your last words of wisdom yeah, there. So I, thank you again for, yeah, yeah. for sharing. for.
2: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate getting to share our story with others and um, encouraging people to give back. I think we get so much more than we give um, in those experiences of giving back. And so if we can nurture that um, in our students and create lifelong givers, our community and world will be a better place. And we need that right now.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Amy, for being on with us today. I, I know there's more. Oh, to unpack thanks for having here. Me. Yeah, absolutely. There's going to be more to unpack here. I'm going to have to think about some other, you know, ideas, because I think there's a lot more that we didn't even cover, you know, in today's episode that really actually goes to a lot of what the mission is and where this could be. So again, thank you for being on with us today. Thank you for, yeah. you know, spending your time. I know it's busy. You guys are out there, you know, pushing the mission. So we appreciate you spending a little time with us this morning.
0: Hey, thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We really appreciate it. If you found this conversation valuable, go ahead and share it with your network and make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcast listening platform to be the first to hear of new episodes. Until then, stay curious, stay engaged, and stay tuned for more amazing insights right here on the 7 Peer Podcast.